is a Bramble Jam podcast. Well, hi there, everybody. It's Bran. I love Hallmark movies. Howdy, guys. It's Panda. I like Hallmark movies. Why, hello. It's Dan. I despise Hallmark movies. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm Kimberly Susset, and I'm in the Hallmark movies. Uh, I'm Paul Campbell, and I am Hallmark. <laughs> and this is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. Oh, oh boy, boy, man! You can you uh, smell? That's a smell of uh, a new week. A new, yeah, <laughs> We yeah, practiced this. We, we, <laughs> it's either a new week or it's Paul. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. It could, Boy, it could be both. We interviewed Kimberly Sustat last week. I don't yeah. know if you remember. Oh, so uh, fun. So fun. And uh, somehow she agreed, after all the Super Buddies talk, to come back. And, and, and Well, what happened was she again. forgot to close out of the Zoom call, and it's just been sitting here. And That's so right. she's like, oh, yeah. we're still doing it? So we're it's here. another week, another Zoom call. It is what it is. And then some homeless guy on the street, <laughs> she picked up to join her. His name is what, Paul? Is that what we're going with again? Paul. Sure. He looks great. No, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he looks good. Paul and Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Your movie premiered last Saturday. And, We've seen it. And it... it is, it, it was a movie. I mean, come it on. It was such a movie. Come on, yeah. guys. Get it together. Next time, schedule this so you can do it before the movie airs. You know what you're talking about. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Should yeah. we be running this interview? You want us to ask you guys some that questions? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be really good. What have you been wondering? What yeah, have you been wondering about us? Uh, what do you think our movie's about, fellas? Mm. <laughs> I think it's about, you know how uh, you, you enter that stage of your life when you're going to weddings every weekend. Yeah. And you're just going to a wedding, you're going to a wedding, and maybe you're single, and maybe you're bummed. You're like, ah, oh, another wedding, i got to be reminded that I'm single. And at one of those weddings, you see somebody, and you're like, ooh, I like that person. And then you meet, and then you have your own wedding on a weekend. Oh, you have some movie. I, <laughs> I was under the impression that Paul was playing a female in this movie. Yeah. Is that not correct? No spoilers. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I knew there was some scuttlebutt, some controversy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I assumed it was Paul. I assumed yeah. that was the issue, but apparently not. Apparently not. Scuttlebutt. I'm glad you've updated your vocabulary for I this interview. I did it. That's yeah. a, that's a, is that a Canadian term? Oh, that's the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this flick because it was, uh, it was the first movie filmed after uh, everything's happened with the, the the COVID and all that stuff and the new restrictions and all that fun stuff. What uh, what was it like, first movie, out of the gates? How, how'd you do? If you were to grade yourself, what would you grade yourself and how was that process like? I feel like I just did this interview. So you- <laughs> oh, um, Time well, flies, Kimberly. I think uh, I, th- I would give us at least a nine out of 10. We, we shot the movie on time. We, we made our days. We weren't doing a bunch of overtime. There was nobody got sick. I mean, I feel like just by virtue of that, that's a 10 right there. Yeah. Uh, and we turned this movie around. We finished shooting the middle of July and it's airing the middle of August. We had one month to go from wrapping shooting to getting it on the air, which is extraordinarily fast. And given the response to what they've made, I think we did a pretty good job. I say we had nothing to do with that part of it, but you were you guys were both involved in the writing process of this film, correct? No, 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 no. 
that seems to be a, some misinformation. We have written a script. But okay. It was not, so. Okay. You've written a script, but it's not weddings every weekend. No. Gotcha. Just making sure the script you guys have written. Is it, are we going to get to see that movie? We hope. Hopefully if not this Christmas, then for next Christmas. Oh, it's a Christmas. Oh, wow. And that's the title. <laughs> if not this Christmas, the next Christmas. Yeah. A really large undertaking. We should take on a different time of the year, but here we are. We the original title was Halloween every weekend. But, <laughs> uh, not really, we're not really doing that. Can you do Christmas? Like, right. <laughs> I love that. Now, uh, you guys uh, worked together not too long ago, um, and it's not every day that we get to see uh, a pairing and then get to see that same pairing that we loved again. Um, how did that come to be to to do the the Godwink in uh, eighteen and then do this one in twenty? Look, when Babe Ruth hits a home run, you get him up to bat again as soon as you can, right? And, and I just, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. You believe God went Christmas to be a Babe Ruth home run? I just want. That was a uh, that was a double for sure. But people were like, "The kid's got potential." <laughs> that was maybe a chopper to shortstop if we're lucky. <laughs> I think if you, uh, I do like Godwink. I think it wasn't a perfect movie, but the relationship and yeah. that we established and the way we worked together was, uh, I think, was good. And they recognized good. that. Was I think people saw potential in yeah, that? Yeah, of course. It's a potential. It's like before Babe Ruth was hitting home runs, they were like, "This guy could hit home runs," is what you're saying. Yeah, we were okay. like, yeah, we I were like that. the bulls in the gate at the rodeo, and we're okay. like, yeah, just let's out. We can do this. And I like it. So both of you have talked about uh, this movie being kind of a new iteration of Hallmark. It's a, you know, we have a new CEO, um, a little bit of a new vision and direction. Um, and along with that has come uh, at least a bit. We don't see it as controversy. I don't think you guys see it as controversy, but it has definitely been more inclusive and more diverse than, than Hallmark movies in the past, including same-sex couples, including a same-sex wedding. Um, it's an exciting new venture that that brings us into a new age of I inclusivity and equality, and everyone is excited about it. How does it feel to be a part of what will, I mean, Hallmark is known for churning out 100-some movies a year. This will go down as not just another movie. It will be a landmark Hallmark movie. How does it feel? How excited are you about it? And, and what can you tell us about the direction of Hallmark moving forward? Um. Yeah, I think the the gates are just wide open in in that idea of being inclusive and telling other stories. And um, we feel I speak for me, but Please speak for me. You know, <laughs> uh, you heard his whole Babe Ruth thing. You've got yeah, this. Yeah, please speak for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> we feel really lucky to have had the opportunity to have this first one that is going to be doing or has already debuted. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Cause this is live. Right. This is live. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> being able to be a part of telling that of, of those stories of having same sex marriage, having interracial couples, having these things that we haven't typically seen at all, obviously with Hallmark um, and are proud of them for moving in that direction. And, um, yeah, they trusted us with the project, and we feel really grateful for that and um, really happy to be a part of it. When I, will, I will make one slight correction, though. Um, I It is incredibly controversial, unfortunately, yeah. because there are a lot of people that are not in support of, 
of inclusiveness and uh, representation of diversity. There are a lot of people. I don't think there are uh, as many people that maybe would be really upsetting, but there are a lot of people It is causing controversy. And there are, there is a, a small percentage that is on the wrong side of that argument, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I mean, when, when you push ideas forward and you push anything forward, there's going to be some controversy, but um, happy to be on the right side of this argument and feel like this is meaningful storing storytelling and, and it's a meaningful move from Hallmark and uh, pretty proud to be. When you guys were recording and filming for this, did you guys feel the weight of what you guys were doing? Was there a sense on on set that you guys were doing something that was truly, um, I don't know, a seismic shift? And did you guys feel the weight of that? We were uh, we were aware. Hallmark felt the weight of it because they actually bulked up the story with the same sex mm-hmm. couple. They were throwing in scenes while we were shooting. They were throwing in new pages. They were writing. Wow. Go. Let's really get behind this. Let's. We're not just going to sort of float it out there. Let's solidify this as a part of the storytelling. Wow. So uh, Hallmark clearly. I mean, they could have eased into this. They could have. COVID was a free. Uh, ticket uh, as an excuse to why it's still taking them longer to have this diversity and inclusion. But instead, they go out of their way to make a point to do it the first movie out of the gate. Is it is it safe to assume, I know that you probably don't have all the information and you you guys, as far as I'm concerned, are not running Hallmark. They're not, correct? Not yet. Yeah, but they're getting there. Yeah. Um, is it safe to assume that this is something that's going to continue moving forward? Like we're going to get to see on a consistent basis uh, more representation across the board in Hallmark, in, in your estimation? Yes, absolutely. I know that there are a lot of movies right now that are being filmed as we speak that are dealing with, similar themes and uh going in the same direction so there you know you said paul that there's the small percentage um there is a a, you know a a thought process or a stereotype maybe out there that it might be a small percentage that thinks that way but that small percentage maybe makes up the bulk of the loyal hallmark fan base um is there is there a part of you that's maybe interested to see how this maybe affects or maybe is even scared as somebody who works on multiple movies for Hallmark Channel that's uh, interested, maybe worried to see how this affects what some people might view as the majority of a Hallmark uh, fan base and whether or not that's true or not, we don't know. You know what? It it tends to be there are a lot of very, very vocal people and it's usually the really angry, hate-filled people that have very loud voices and it feels like an overwhelming majority. But my experience just interacting with people on Twitter and on social media has been there are some very – there are some vocal – people being very vocally outspoken against this, but the overwhelming majority of responses – particularly from even in the Christian community where a lot of those angry voices come from uh, has been overwhelmingly in support of the new direction. Love is love and, you know, family values do not include uh, prejudice and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's impossible to say how much of Hallmark's fan base is made up of people that simply will not watch because we're celebrating same-sex relationships, but I think it's probably a lot smaller than uh, than people think. You take the million moms group; it's three thousand women, right? Yeah. Very good marketing. Million moms. Oh, we should be scared of million moms. Three thousand women. <laughs> 
Do you know what it does to Hallmark's numbers if those women decide not to watch? Nothing. Zero. Yeah. You know what it does to my heart? (laughs) Oh, wow. He turned on us very, just just there at the very end. So let me ask you this. Uh, We've been shut down for a while. Uh, Hallmark's up and running. A lot of studios are now making movies again. Hallmark decided... Uh, much to my chagrin that they announced they're going to do 40 plus Christmas movies again this year, even with the fact that no one filmed anything for three months. Uh, Are you guys involved in Christmas projects? Can you tell us about them? Or do you think they're actually going to cross the finish line with 40 plus movies? Well, I think that's a good question because I guess we'll see how things continue in BC with our numbers. And uh, just like everywhere, I think we're just, every week is a new week. Um, they're filming like crazy those Christmas projects. And I think they'll probably go all the way. They could go all the way to November, just like, and turn it like they did with ours. They turn so, it a month. Yeah. They yeah. can shoot until November Unreal. 25th and still get these movies out in time for Christmas. So you I think, think like, you think they're going to do it? You think they're going to get 40 in? Well, if they can shoot in Ontario as well, you know, if they can shoot across Canada, because nobody's shooting anything in the U.S. right now. But yeah, you can run there. They can run six productions concurrently, like in at any given time. They're shooting three weeks. So if you shoot six productions for three weeks. We're going to get the math. Here we go. And then you, you flip it over for six more in three weeks and well, six more in three weeks. weeks. Yeah. So yeah. 18 and nine weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Time to do it. If, if it's, it's, it's becoming an issue of getting insurance. The productions are having a hard time getting insurance because of COVID that doesn't have COVID exemptions. And then um, just getting like locations and stuff like that. People are being a little iffy, but I think 40 is ambitious, but it's Hallmark. I think if anyone can do it, Hallmark. Can do it. Chris, uh, Chris, like 20, uh, Chris Palaha <laughs> on our first interview ever told us that his movie, Rocky mountain Christmas, they started filming the day after Thanksgiving and yeah. it aired before Christmas day, which is still, I don't even know the math, how that is pot. Like I know you guys turned it around in a month. This is less than a month. They, they turned it around, which is absurd to me. I, I don't not know ideal. It's true. It's truly not ideal. It's you need five or six weeks to really, put the score together and to do everything and to get the editing will still turn out a great movie, but yeah, it's fast. I think Hallmark doesn't, they, they don't, they're not aiming to turn these movies around in a month. That's not ideal for them either. I know they're scrambling and they're going to make it happen, but they're killing themselves to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. That's not typical. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys, you know, ultimately it's the safety of the cast and crew that matters. And you guys felt safe making this movie even right out of the gate being the first ones. Oh Yeah. They took every precaution and they continue to do. One thing I love about the film community is they're really, they're generally really on it and uh, take everything that they had put in place really seriously and never let down for a minute. So um, we, we are all in it together when we were, when we were making it and making sure that everybody's safety was a priority. Was film this- is unique in that if one actor gets sick, you're everybody's unemployed. Yeah, you, you, the whole thing just stops, right? Yeah, yeah. Was this uh, movie planned before COVID hit, or was this planned during COVID? This movie was already on the books, right? Planned. Just we 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 were we shut down a week before we were supposed to start filming. March, yeah, yeah. March. Oh wow! So you actually got longer with this script than you probably ever do with a Hallmark script. Well, we both thought it was done because we we had a feeling that. June wedding season had come and gone. Like, there's no way this movie's going to happen. So I hadn't even. They sent it to me March 13th. And then like 
March 13th at 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, never mind. We're wow. Happy. How much did the script change from March 13th to when you actually, I know you mentioned that they were writing stuff during shooting, but did it change a lot from when it was planned to be a June wedding movie to it now being a summer movie? No, I mean, they, you know what they did is they moved a lot of interior Inside. scenes outside. Yeah. There it is. Just yeah. space and stuff like that. But the, the story didn't really change. No, yeah. Um, Julie had Julie got a bunch of extra time to polish it, which is nice, and do dialogue passes. But I don't think it changed very much. From had we you guys weekend? Yeah. Uh, had you guys uh, met each other before Godwink? Did you know each other before Godwink, or is that when you guys met? No, no. Which is crazy because, I mean, it's not that crazy, but we don't really travel in the same. But you're like, both Canadian. Every Canadian knows every other one, right? Isn't that I know it was really weird. We both had never met or even heard of each other. Wow. Man. How quickly <laughs> that, was, that was a really <laughs> unnecessary dig at Paul and yourself, Kimberly. Not only had never met him, but I, I, I didn't know who that guy was. <laughs> I just let her punch herself in the face. <laughs> I wasn't even sure he'd acted before. Not opening my mouth, then she takes care of it herself. How uh, how quickly when shooting Godwink did you realize that you guys have a pretty good uh, working relationship, working well? Uh, was it really quickly first day set? You're like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna be good. I think you know pretty quickly. I mean, there's a. I think people have pretty similar. Um, sometimes they have very similar acting styles, and our acting style just worked right away the way you listen and respond and you go oh I, we can we can play a little bit in a way that sometimes you can't play with other actors we knew we could just like you just have to be present in the scene and it works so we figured that out pretty quickly i uh i've asked uh kind of i don't know if i've asked you this paul i just asked kimberly this it feels like a few minutes ago um Hallmark, we know, uh, we've interviewed several writers, one writer uh, who I won't name, but he's a dear friend of the show and has written a ton for Hallmark, has said on a number of occasions he has given pages in on his script and they have come back and said, this is too funny. It's too funny. It cannot, people can't be laughing out loud and, and cackling at the movie. It needs to be kind of quaint, funny, like, you know, huh, that was funny, but not actually laugh out loud funny. But both of you are very known for great comedic timing and having legitimate comedy in your movies, not the kind where you laugh even though it was supposed to be serious. And so um, it's one of those things where you put you two together it's going to be a funny movie. I think that's one reason we're looking forward to it. Um, is that something, I just asked Kimberly, is that something that is important to you? Like, is it important to you to go, I know I'm not supposed to be too funny, but I'm going to try to be funny in this movie because this character deserves it. Or is that something that just comes naturally because you're Paul Campbell? He tries to be funny all the time. Yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, a couple things. First of all, we talked about this. I think with, the, with Hallmark's New Direction, uh, and push for inclusivity and stuff like that. We're actually, they're actually, um, they're changing the tone of their storytelling a little bit too. And one of the things that was, that was most exciting about this is um, Kim and I both had a chance to talk to our executive producer, Jean, before we started shooting. And one of the things she said was, we really want you to find and play the comedy in this movie, wow. which felt like being granted a license that we hadn't been given since I hadn't really been given that since Window Wonderland, which was the first movie that I did. And since then, it's always been like... They've been trying to shut him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I just answer the question? <laughs> All day. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they still don't want broad comedy, but one of the things that I've always 
um, felt was sort of overlooked was letting characters be funny for the sake of being funny rather than having these sort of circumstantial humorous elements of the script, which are obviously there, but why can't my, why can't the character that I play intentionally try to be funny to make the other person laugh? Because it's such a big part of relationship building. And we had, we were both given license to do this. So you'll see in this movie, there's a lot of us like pulling stupid faces at the other one just to make them laugh in uncomfortable situations and then getting a genuine laugh, you know, or like those to me are, that's such a human thing. And, and to be able to actually really explore that in this movie was great. And I think, you know, we do, sometimes we'll go a little bit too broad and they'll say, okay, that's too much. But for the most part, uh, we really got to just play around with some of the subtle humor and you see how well a relationship develops as a result. Can you you think of a time in either of your movies and can you tell me which movie it is where you did something or you had a cut, a, a take that you felt was really funny and genuinely a funny moment. And then you watch the movie and it didn't make the cut. Is there a movie like, can, yeah, get, it get, happened. what was that? We pitched a bit where we were walking around with hot chocolate. What the hell did we do? Oh no, it was the cake. Oh, it was the cake. Tell, the, tell them about the cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The lemon cake, whatever it was. No, it was the fruit cake. Fruit cake. Yeah. And it was such a sentimental movie that they were like, anytime we got a, a chance, I was like, can we, can you just give us this yeah. and then you can decide? And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, we're going to use the same blocking. Just can you start rolling? And they're like, oh, okay. So then we go and I just like made up this bit about like, we're eating fruitcake and fruitcake. I hate fruitcake. Oh, it's disgusting. It's so gross. And I was like, one of the things that in like around the holidays that always gets passed around. I don't know why we like to put dog shit on each other's doors, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Love it. Put it on the windows. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like walking and there's fruitcake in the script, you know, and we have like this, you know, can I set it up just before you tell us? Yeah. So it's a very sentimental scene. It's these two, it's the first scene where these two really connect and it's like a quiet night on the pier. It's beautifully <laughs> lit. And they're having like, what, what amounts to like a romantic first date, even though it's not really a date. And they're walking quietly through the snow, both nibbling on a slice of fruitcake. And then I like really sincerely look at him and say, can I tell you something? Yeah. And then he thinks like, I'm going to say that I, like him or yeah. something and i lean in <laughs> and i say i really hate fruit <laughs> <laughs> and we're both eating it like and then we both toss it and we both we're like yeah, yeah what the yeah. both yeah. eating and, and i go like, so do i and yeah, we toss like, it toss the fruit cake like we were both pretending it was like such a great moment and they didn't let you keep it in no, they no. were like, they wouldn't even let us do it in another take. They're like, we're not, <laughs> that's not going to be a movie. Like, guys, how funny though, both people pretending they like this thing. Fruit just cake, and then they're the not. Person. Like, it, and it adds to their relationship of like where, how they find That's so ridiculous. They won't include that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we get it, we get it. But yeah. it's, um, God. he's like, well, maybe it'll make it. Maybe it'll make it. I'll see. I'll see. <laughs> The whole scene. He's like, you've just ruined the whole scene. Yeah. God was winking at the editor that he needed to keep his job, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so excited about uh, the future, kind of hearing you talk about that, because one of the things, even last month in July, we did uh, Once Upon a Holiday. Is that the yeah. movie? Yeah. Uh, and I was talking about how much I enjoyed watching you, Paul, uh, in particular, because your ability to uh, 
perform lines that aren't funny, but you do certain things, mannerisms, the way that you present them makes it funny. And it adds layers to these characters that can be, if not done well, can be super one dimensional. And so you add kind of these layers to these characters. And so to know that in the future, we're going to get some actual funny ha-has. I'm really excited about that. That's really good news. I think so. Yeah, we'll see. Like, well, the, the movie that we wrote, we, 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 wrote it because we felt like we had some funny stories to tell and some funny moments. So we, it's, it's laced with them. How much will end up in the final, uh, <laughs> in the final shooting script? We'll see. But yeah, we're like, you know, both of us use comedy as such a big part of, as a big tool for just who we are. We're both like, we love to laugh. We love to make people laugh. What's so. your, what's each of your go-to like romantic comedy? What's the quintessential romantic comedy? Um, I like, how to lose a guy in 10 days. I like pretty woman. Classic. Uh, I love pretty woman. I was just trying to think if that's like a rom-com, but it is. Yeah. Um, Rom-dramedy, but it'll count. We'll take it. For me, it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Classic. And if you watch Bill Murray's interactions with Sigourney Weaver, it is extraordinarily the way they developed that relationship. I mean, if the movie was just about that, it would still be a perfect movie. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. Bill, no, really, really uh, get out of town. You brought it up in a romantic it, comedy discussion, Paul. That's, in, that's impressively done. Uh, you know what? I try to work it into every discussion. <laughs> Are you excited about the new one or nervous about it? Oh my God. I'm so excited. Yeah. Have you watched the trailer? Oh my gosh, it looks great. It looks great. But I know people that love the first one that are like, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? I think it looks great. When she pulls it back and you see Spangler. Oh, come on. And you, I just get chilled. Wham! The yeah. jump comes out or the gunner seat. Come on! Yeah, you're, you get it. Paul gets it. Oh man, I get it. I'm so excited for this one. Have, either, have you even seen Ghostbusters? Wait, you haven't seen the original Ghostbusters? I haven't seen You have seen it. Oh, uh, yeah, of okay. course. I have. Okay. I haven't seen Ghostbusters. She's not talking to me. She's talking no, no, no. To me. I haven't seen it. Brandon has not seen Ghostbusters. It, it's the best. Yeah. It is the best. It's a pretty great Bill movie. Murray, it pulls an Academy Award winning performance in the movie. It's a great movie. I'll watch yeah. it. I'll watch it for you. I'll watch it as a double header. Ghostbusters followed by Wedding Every Weekend. I love it. That's a good double header. Yeah. Double header. <laughs> the way God and- I'm still working my way through the Air Bud series. Right now, so I'm trying to. I'm going to get there. voice that little chihuahua. Such a yapping, wasn't it? Yeah. Perfect casting. Two on the nose. Does the um, does the the fruitcake bit? Does it make it into your script? Like you could literally write that in. Like it's your own movie. Have you? Did you write oh, that that's in? A really good idea. <laughs> I think it just did. Yeah, you yeah. can. And you can. They just throw it so hard. I love it. Full frisbee. I love it. I love it. Man, it's fantastic. Great idea. Do Do we know the name of your Christmas movie? Can you say that the one you? No, writing? it's not locked yet. Got it. Of course. Mm. Uh, we've got a great name, but they they often change, so it would be foolish of us. Foolish. To get it's probably going to be a, a Christmassy, a Christmassy Christmas, a Christmassy Christmas. Christmas on Christmas. Lane. I'm always amazed at the the titles, though how they there's some that are so generic, and I can't believe they haven't been used yet. Like they still they keep coming up with new generic ways to to work in Christmas and titles. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's an art. It really is an art. It really is an art. And I, I, I'm jealous of whoever comes up with the titles. Paul, that's also going to change. I just heard about one movie that's going to, they just got greenlit for production. And the title is like, 
you would never, I mean, the, the word Christmas is in there, but it's not a traditional Hallmark title. Huh, machine gun Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new, you have an insight. You have yeah. a sword. <laughs> I'm, riding, I'm riding machine gun Christmas, if you can believe it. It's going to be great. Paul, be honest. Have you seen Nine Lives of Christmas? I have. You have? What are your thoughts? I thought it was great. I thought it was adorable. Did you have questions about the dog adoption on Christmas Day? Or is that just me? No, I mean, I watched it. I didn't really watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did watch it. That never occurred to me. It didn't. But should, now that you bring it up, yeah, that should be cause for concern. Mm. <laughs> it, should be cause. it should be cause for concern. Do you think we're going to have any questions about... Uh, Wedding every weekend, even though we've already seen it. You don't know what questions we have. Do, do you think we're going to have any questions about it, or is it pretty flawless? I just Something just occurred to me. I have to revisit. Um, what I should have said there was, that did give me pause. Ah. Like P-A-U-S-E. No, I got it. Pause. And we were talking about dog adoptions. And And the movie's about cats as well. It was about cats as well, but dogs cats are cats. So what I did was I instantly paused. Oh my god! No, I love a good pun. So it's a homonym. It's it is a homonym. Yes, it's a homonym pun. That's correct. Thank God. Man, I love puns. Yeah. So it's pause, like pa, like p a u s e and p a w s. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm going to leave and let no. you guys see you. <laughs> no. Kimberly, you are, oh, you're really leaving. Okay, good talk. Just scoot into the middle of the frame. Perfect, Paul. Great. Uh, I, I was going to ask, Kimberly, she is clearly exasperated by this ridiculous bit that we were all doing, and you knew that, and yet you chose to work with Paul a second time. Mm. At this point, isn't it on you? That's a third time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I ask myself that at the end of many days. What's the answer? I don't know. (laughs) Punching myself in the face, I guess. In the words of Kimberly Sustad, you must be rolling in the dough, right? (laughs) With Paul Campbell movies. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah, that. (laughs) I got this shirt at Sears. Yeah, you did. Sears Roebuck, baby. I love, mm. I love it. That's the best. Do we want to rapid fire? Yeah, I think we do want to rapid fire. I love we've it. already done rapid fire with both these guys. Yeah, but we're going to rapid fire just because we've done it before. It doesn't mean we don't do it again. Well, of course I think we, we do. Should. What do you do? No, you no, 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 I'm not new. You want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. Uh, you guys have to answer. It's the same question, but you guys both have to have to answer it. Um, if you were going to voice a dog in a, uh, in a dog movie... What would the voice for the dog be? Can you do a line for us? Sure. I feel like uh, my favorite baby dog is Droopy. So it would be something like this. It would be, Merry Christmas. (laughs) You like a candy cane? My favorite part about this is in no world is Super Buddies or any other movie like that a Christmas movie. But he made Droopy. Yeah. Yeah. Under like 35 of them? It's going to happen. And I'm lined up when it does. It's uh, Santa Paws. Santa Paws. Oh, oh man. Yeah, but it's actually Paws, P-A-U-S-E, and it's just Santa very reserved. He just, <laughs> just he really like, likes to th- take it, take his time, take a step I, back. Take this conversation to beers afterwards and just like the three, four, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kimberly, I, we didn't get to hear your, your voice of a Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't have one. No, I can't. Just I don't, 
Yeah. No. Don't have the range, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. She does respond to a challenge. So if you really start like yeah. digging it. That's, that's what I was going for. But she doesn't like to be embarrassed. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, you guys start a, a, a two-person band. What instruments are you guys playing? Um, for me, it's the banjo. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thought it might. But I play it upside down. Oh, interesting. Ooh, okay. Why? What does that do for you? Yeah, it becomes percussion. I would do like the cowbell or the triangle. Ooh, no. okay. What's the what's the what's the name of that band? Uh, what's the name? <laughs> um, I just wait. This is what we do on set. I go, we pause, and then I wait for him to spin in his gold. So I don't know. This one's not coming to me. You know, sometimes they either come right away, or you know, it's. It's not coming. Um, I just want to make sure I understand, though. This is a, a two-piece band, all <laughs> percussion, because it's a backwards banjo that you're using, and then a triangle. That's it? Well, I, I think I circulate between the triangle and the cowbell. Boy, that's advanced. Time. Well, yeah, now you've taken now it to another you're level. going crazy. And don't have a name for it, which is even better. Yeah, maybe the band should be called uh, Should Have Just Been Dancers. Should Have Just Been Dancers. <laughs> I like it. I don't hate it. No, that's great. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, that was my question. That was your question? What's the band's name? That's my... I, no, I that's thought it fair. was just a follow-up. No, no, no. That's uh, it. Wow. Um, if you guys... Uh, uh, let's just say uh, we're all hanging out together. We have an hour to spend. What's kind of the go-to uh, afternoon? No kids. We're hanging out. What are we doing for an hour? We're playing coop. We're doing what? Drinking beer. We're playing coop. Yeah. I'm on board with drinking beer, playing coup. What's a coup? Coup is like the game of horseshoes, but with batons, and you have to like knock down these wooden blocks. Wow. Yeah. And it is like I want to kill Paul. Wow. The game, and do <laughs> like murder him. Wow. So this is great for. Um, From a sound clip standpoint, it's going to be great when we just isolate. I want to kill Paul and we make it um, loop it. Uh, yeah, it's allegedly it's a Viking game and it originated by throwing femurs and knocking over skulls. But now it's much more humane and it's just maple dowels and you're, th you're knocking over wooden blocks. It's so, intensely fun. You got Very competitive. Yeah, competitive. There's there's some strategy to it. Uh, and And beer drinking is encouraged. So it's the perfect afternoon. I'm in. Game. Sounds super Canadian. I'm in. Not it's, it's like American. It's, it's Coop? Swiss. Wow. It, said it, was American it does not sound like something I'd be good at. Oh. No, it's okay. European, sure. European. Okay, got it. Uh, okay, you guys have the chance to start a food truck. <laughs> what food truck are you starting? Kim's an extraordinary cook, so I, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the sous chef. You, I don't know, like grilled cheese sandwiches or Ooh. or tacos, but I feel like there are so many good taco trucks. Okay, I've got a new question. Then Every Canadian on this show mentions mentions poutine in some form or fashion. Where is the best Canadian poutine? Like, where, are, where am I, if I have to drive or fly to Canada, where am I getting it? You're not going to believe this. Okay. Costco. No. What? Yes. No. It's Montreal. Okay, well, there's Costco in Montreal. It's not the Montreal Costco. <laughs> there's a 24-hour poutine place in Montreal. Have you had Costco poutine? Of course not. No one has. Oh, it's like, you guys might appreciate this. It's it's like the 
for like five bucks, it's the biggest Costco size. Of course. They serve a turkey baking pan. Oh, it's so good. And they, they give you a pitchfork. They just, don't like regulate how much cheese or gravy. They just go for it. And I mean, this can't get any better. I feel like everyone else is a little too precious. Oh, their cheese and gravy. And I don't want that. I so, want Costco style. Sustad gets food. However, I want to just be clear. If I ask like a, an Italian New Yorker or, 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 or something like, hey, where do I find the best pizza? And they looked at me and said, Costco. How do you, <laughs> how do you think that would go? It would, it would look like this. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your real poutine place, Paul. It's in Montreal. They have like a hundred different types of poutine with different toppings. You can get classic, but then they also have all these different toppings and it's open 24 hours. What's it called? They have that here called Fat Burger. Oh, my God. These are hamburgers. <laughs> like, routine, like 100 different types. He's never been. He doesn't know. What? I, don't, what? I actually don't even like routine. Wow. Oh, so maybe Costco's <laughs> right. And his all culinary thing, and he's lying through his teeth. He doesn't know this place in Montreal. He's never even been. I have been, and it was delicious. As far as poutine goes, it was delicious. But I'm not going to go line up at a Costco for a <laughs> Do you get a set of winter tires with that? <laughs> That's what makes it so great. What? Yeah. Winter tires make it so great? Yeah, you can all in one. It's like. You know, boy, winter tires. That's a concept we don't know here no. in South Carolina. No, no. Not even just it's the same tires all year long. It's yeah. what we well, do. the great thing about South Carolina is if if it does snow once a year, which it does, you take the week off. Yeah, the whole week you don't shut drive. It's shut great. it down. Yeah, even if it's just like a half an inch. It's three, yeah, three inches of snow a week. We're shut down a week. Forget about it. You know what I love that you guys have are those like fried little. What are they called? The dough balls or hush puppies. Yes. Mm, yeah. Hush puppies. They are good. I love a good hush puppy. Uh, my last question is this. Um, what is a movie, we talked about Ghostbusters remake. What's a movie that hasn't been remade yet that you uh, are, are hoping that maybe gets remade? Wedding every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> good gosh. He just can't stop trying to count royalty checks, this guy. It's all about the money for it's Paul Campbell. Yeah, but... We don't get paid royalty checks. That's why we have to do so many homes. Do you not get paid any royalty checks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, uh, we don't get royalty checks. Oh, no. wow. Um, so, Kimberly, I know you are big into theater. What's your favorite theater productions that you guys have ever seen? Well, I, um, recently in New York, I saw the elephant man, which is a, a classic. I, Ooh, you know what I just saw was, um, the one with Jeff Daniels and Aaron Sorkin. Oh, uh, to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. That was like, I walked out of there and I just was like, I quit acting. <laughs> that's, I, you know, can I, can I tell you a funny story about the first show I saw on Broadway? It was Glass Menagerie. <laughs> it was Glass Menagerie. I know. And uh, there was a, so we were sitting, we had really in the good seats. We were probably six from the front. And it was, who was starring? The guy from uh, the Star Trek movies. I forget. Um, Chris Pine? No. Uh, the, anyway, I forget. He's a phenomenal actor. Why have I forgotten his name? Anyway. 
the the lights come up and he's got this big monologue right off the top and he's like uh, just like it's so quiet in there and he's doing this monologue and then there's a woman two rows back from us who goes there's someone on the stage with him it was like nobody said anything and then she's like who's on the stage and he says no there's someone behind him on the stage mom stop talking oh my god he didn't break at all and he kept going Who's the man on the stage? <laughs> it was a coat rack with a coat. <laughs> and the guy's like, Mom, it's a coat rack. Oh, I think I like this place. That, uh, that sounds like a Brandon bit. It sounds like a, a bit that you had written. Is what that sounds great like. Bit. That's great. All right, my last question. This is important. I want you guys to think hard about this. The movie that you two are writing together, A Christmas Story, Christmas of All Christmases, whatever it's called, you two are no longer allowed to star in that movie. You cannot star. Who are the male and female leads for your movie? That's a good question. I mean, look, I love me some Paul Green. I don't think he's quite right for the part. Oh, oh you're going to pick You're gonna pick the guy. Oh, sure. We go, we go the That's other fine. Way. You can do it that way. It just seems to go the other way. Or you can but do the other way. Yeah. 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 Let's not go that no. way. Uh, I'm going to give it to Andrew Walker. Okay, Andrew Walker getting getting the, the male lead in A Christmas Story Christmas of All Christmases. Got it. You may actually get it. We'll see. I, <laughs> I, I might give it to Ariel Kemmel. Yeah, she's great. Ariel Kemmel. I don't know her. Yeah, well, she, she did, uh, she did uh, Bride for Christmas. With Andrew Walker. With Andrew Walker. Uh, we've, not se- we've not seen that one yet. We'll get there. She's, she's got funny. some edge to her. He's got some edge to him. This one has a little edge to it. So. It's got a ledge to it. I like it. I love it. Fantastic. Cruise. Yeah, he does. He looks a lot like Tom Cruise. Yeah. There you have it. Guys, thank you. God this bless was fantastic. Uh, we'll have you on again at some point. You know we will. At some point, it's just going to happen. When, they, when their movie comes out, they got to come Christmas back on movie, Christmas, right. Christmas time. Uh, is there anywhere that people can uh, find you on the internet that you want to point them, or do you just not want them? You're to? not really active at all on Twitter, are you, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the moment, you can find me everywhere on the internet. Um, I'm the Paul Campbell on Twitter and Paul Campbell Official on Instagram. And I'm just, my name, Kimberly Sestad on Instagram. I love it. Great. We did Thanks it. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. And until next time, when we talk to you for Christmas movie, Christmas, Christmas time, <laughs> may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Friendly TV and recorded live in Greenville, South Carolina at the Bramble Jam Podcast Network Studios. It's produced by Brandon Gray. You can find out more information at deckthehallmark.com.